Hello, hello, diary listeners. Welcome back. This is To Be Essential, part two of our time with Nathan Reardon. This is a very cool episode, and I'm very fortunate that I got to know Nathan this way. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. (laughs) What it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. what she heard when I challenged her but what I was trying to challenge was the fact that this was being acutely mismanaged and that she was in a position that at any point she did not have to be in and that she was choosing to stay in that position now granted there's a lot of things that you have to be willing to let go but as somebody who's looked at my life and who has walked away from everything I've built my life to be in a second, I know very, very much so that it's within me to make the changes in my life. And I do not have to stay in that, that discomfort. I do not have to. And that I owe it to myself to not do that. And, you know, that's, that's really what I aim to do for a lot of people is just being like, listen, dude, you know, you can shift this whole perspective. You can, you can shift everything about it. It does not have to be the way it is. I'm not going to cake feed you. I am going to, I'm going to show you a reality. You know, if you really want it, you'll, you'll accept it. If you don't, you're going to think I'm an asshole and that's fine. (laughs) So, you know, the only reason I managed to stay, huh? me and one of those nurses, we talked about it. And the only reason we made it through was these people needed, they, they didn't have, they couldn't have family with them. They needed somebody with them. And if it wasn't going to be me, who was it? I'm very grateful for that because that was the thing that made me, I, I can't even explain the rage And I am so, so, so grateful that because I'd be in prison. I I can tell you right now, I'd be in fucking prison if my family was in a place like that and I couldn't see them. I would be in jail right now because the fuck if you're going to keep me from my family, there is no goddamn way you're going to keep me from them. That is the that is the worst thing that you can do to a person dying ever, ever is keep them from their family. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care if it's going to happen. It does not happen alone, but I am so grateful for you. The factor that in my mind was one patient that really got to me. She reminded me that passed away when I got out of the military and she, she knew me by name because I was checking on her. So me and one of the day shift nurses, she kept asking if we were coming back and everything. And we we're like, yeah, we'll be back. Every time we came back in, we'd check on her. And then uh, day off, I come in and uh, she passes away. Mm. There, When she passed away, my supervisor was in there with her. And that's where it hit. I'm like, somebody needs to be here. So I made a force with stuff to stick through. It takes a toll on your mental health, but you got a patient in the room, too. The patient in the room is going through, they can't have their phone if they're with it. But when they start suffering from a del- delirium, which is yes. a thing. Yeah, it is. A lot of people don't realize it's a thing. When you're stuck in the room, you start going crazy. You'll start swinging. When you start going through that and taking your mask, breathe, you still need somebody in there with you to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I'm so thankful that they had you. Um, if, if nothing else, that is such a wonderful thing to be for another human being, but I, I definitely, you know, and this is where I just, you know, people didn't receive me so much because I'm very opinionated about how things should go. And I, like I said, I'd be in prison if that happened to one of my family, because I would fight to be with them so much that I would probably be locked in jail right now because 
you're not going to keep me from them. Like I will be there. And I, if, if you want to cart me off after they die, that's fine, but I'm not uh, going to do that. <laughs> we did, we did end up doing it where if you saw, you can go in there with them, but as soon as you leave, you have to go home and quarantine. Yeah. I, I mean, that would have been, we started something doing that. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad because dude, I, I, you know, but I'm glad you were there. And and there is, um, to elaborate on the delirium, there is DMT that is released from your mind when you are dying and you're transitioning, like your body is flooded with uh, a psychedelic property. So that that's part of it too, is to kind of ease the transition of leaving your body. And at least that's what I've heard from accounts of people who have had uh, near-death experiences or been dead and come back. Um, so it's, it's an, it's incredible, but, uh, you know, COVID was, it, it's, it's, it kind of, it's fucked up to say it's kind of like, uh, every time I've been slapped for a psych, you know, taking a psychedelic, honestly, um, their lessons in control and COVID for me was that, well, uh, been hit by a patient was in the COVID unit. Oh no. Well, I said understandable. What? What? what was I said, it's all understandable. Yeah. I mean, but- no grudges against those. That's why I'm out on the regular floor and somebody tries to hit me. We got a problem. Oh, yeah. You're going to defend yourself. <laughs> oh, no. I, I get sent to the psych unit all the time and I, I play so much. I have to sit with patients up there. Um, Have you, uh, have you listened to my podcast that I did on the psych ward? I missed that one. Um, Episode 36 was when COVID hit for me and it's called lines drawn. And I actually just referred it to somebody today um, because we've same as you, we've met online. He actually learned how to at least a little um, tattoo in prison because he's been in prison and he's getting out and he really wants to pursue tattooing. Now it is, is one focus and um, he's approaching it all in a good way. Very talented. Um, And, uh, and we've, we've been talking a lot, you know, like you and me, like checking in with each other, like just trying to touch base, but uh, it's gotten, it's gotten spiritual as it does when you're willing to put your shit aside and really meet people and listen and connect which is the thing that i love about art itself is that it's such an amazing opening tool and communication tool but um i recommended that he listen to it because um i have uh experienced from the inside from the patient view uh, a psych ward <laughs> an emergency psych ward <laughs> yeah i've been up there patient view but as a keep the patient from going crazy view and i'm like huh those those chairs are heavy yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) well i mean you might you might enjoy i don't know it 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 would be another perspective to hear what my my view was from the patient i'll I'll have to listen to that but has laughed at my experience up there Oh, you can experience a lot of things. I, I met, that was what I called in the episode, the Island of Misfit Toys. Because it was a safety sitter for a guy who thought he was either a, a prophet of God, Clark Kent. <laughs> so he rotated from being a prophet Superman, and his trash bag was his pet dog. A girl uh-huh. would walk by, he was dropping his pants. And hmm. I, I was like, man, into psychosis, he'll calm down. He goes, I'm going to fly through the window. I go, it's kryptonite. And all he, he lost his shit. I'm like, that didn't work. <laughs> and then I looked outside and uh, just imagine Mike Myers. Me. I look out the hallway and there's a dude who's got the, he looks like Hag. He's got the Mike Myers stance, just standing there staring at the room. I mean, I'm like, that's creepy as hell. <laughs> Every time I look out of the room, he's in a different position, still staring at the room. I mean, I'm like, getting closer. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm just watching this guy. I'm like, now nah, I gotta watch my back too. And then I, I look out at last time, nurses look out. He's three feet from the door. I'm like, oh fuck no, I'm gonna get held down. This guy's gonna say I got a pretty mouth. <laughs> this dude was bigger than me. I'm I'm right at six foot. I'm not used to having to look up at 
I'm like, yep, I got to look up at this guy. I'm like, I'm not going out this way. <laughs> oh, I looked at the nurse that morning when I got relieved. I go, what's this problem? She goes, oh, just general psychosis. I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> Where were you guys at? We were in the, yeah, you were locked up in your little cubby. Thanks. <laughs> like, I, I'm never coming back up here again. Well, I can say from my perspective, um, you, you, um, I've been times. Well, it's different because you, um, I can only imagine what it's like as the patient, though. You're just, you're just, you're one of the nuts in the bag of nuts, you know, like they don't, they don't see you the same way. You're not the enemy. You know, you're, you're an equal, you're an equal wounded bird in a cage. So it, they don't take it out on you. <laughs> Shit, where were you at? <laughs> I mean, I go in this one. I'm like, everybody's like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I mean, we, I had a patient who got sent upstairs and he's like, dude, are you coming with me? I go, I, sorry. They say you don't need a sitter. He goes, why am I going up there? I go, no idea. They were out of rooms. He goes, fuck. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I would have gone if I could. No, I wouldn't. Well, I could equally say the same to you. I had, um, I had, if you listen to it, you'll hear that I, I had, um, I had some great people when I was there. Uh, I had some people that were like, you know, like you said, you know, your empathy for people kind of gets turned off because it has to, because you have to, you have to just do your job because it's so overwhelming and it's so taxing and you're seeing so much of human tragedy that like in order to protect yourself you you just can't you can't get too close and i saw that in some people too and they saw me they saw me it's just that we weren't friends and and they knew i was not going to be friends with them but i didn't mind them i didn't think they were bad i only had one i only had two people in there that really i loathe with every being of of my soul <laughs> um but the rest were fine um and you know it might give you a perspective about i don't know just just about me and just just from what it's like to experience that from you know uh a non-medical perspective um maybe bring a little bit of the uh the empathy back that you had to turn off um i know you have it but when you're in moments like that you just have to self-preserve and i get it i i get having to like turn that shit off just so you can do your job it makes for an individual outside of the job too it makes for a what makes you a very awkward individual job too well, I would imagine, dude. Uh, it's a, uh, but that's All why that, after so you did great. two deployments and everything, you're like, I don't know how to talk to people. That's fine. You have art. You can talk to them a different way, <laughs> and and you might find that that the artistic community. I actually, like I said before we started rec uh, recording, um, the the time that we met this this time a year ago today i was hanging out with my friend rebecca and her daughter nye and nye is extremely artistic and um we met yesterday and she showed me some video editing that she had done and her mom was like she was kind of borderline embarrassed she was like don't just show this to anybody nye like they're gonna think i'm such a bad mother they're gonna take you away from me and and it was it was really cute but it was very it was very good. It was very artful, but it was hard to watch in a, like, I, I don't think anybody, but, but somebody who is an artist and can go down the rabbit hole of fucking twisted crazy could watch that and sit still in that space and experience it. But it was, it was very true to her. And I was like, this is very good. And I like, this is really good. It's, amazing um it's fucked up but it's amazing like it's really good and i also know that in order for you to create something like this you're using a different part of your brain that is calming that is still that is focused that has a much different energy than what the viewer experiences which makes me happy i would never remove you from your mother 
based on this. I think this is incredible that you have this outlet that you're using to express yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh. Kid growing up, I had a darker sense of art, and I was all obsessed with the war. I see where my nephew. Gave. But I, I would draw different characters, and then I had one person saying, "She looks at me, and goes, can't, can't you draw a rose or something? Why do you have to do so negative?" I'm like, oh. After that, I started doing floral, and then I got really good at floral. I got into my oil painting class just because of floral art. Well, which is the only that's the only art class I've ever taken was oil painting. Oh, wow. Well, I will say this. Um, you're 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 very good at art. And I think that. Um, oh, don't be afraid. You've done it before. It's fine. Oh, no, no, no. What I was going to say is that I'm really happy that you have the view that you have and and it's very necessary. And um you know, I think once you are in alignment with being able to do this as a profession, it's really going to bring out some really, really awesome things because uh, that was a whole lot of her and not a lot of you. That was what she wanted to see because what you did made her feel uncomfortable. And that's the purpose of art. It's not supposed to always make you feel light and happy okay it's it's not that doesn't signify good art it's it's supposed to be confronting <laughs> which Sometimes. i get that like some of my stuff now people look at me like the fuck is that i go i don't know that's the best thing about it i don't know what it is yep well and i think that that's great and i think that new school offers a lot of ways to express those things that are because for example it, it kind new school to me if we were to put it in podcast form is like comedy true crime like 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 you explore these heady topics with cartoon characters and do these dramas that are if you were to see them in any other light, they'd be really fucked up. But because you've you've put, you know, these fuzzy characters to them or these quirky, you know, big eyes or whatever, it's easier to digest. Like my favorite characters to just experiment with right now are just the, in general the Pokemon. Yeah. Everybody knows them. So I'm like, do something that people will like and see what design I can do. Like uh, around here, uh, like I said, traditional artist he said he looked at me so those are actually really good i'm like thank you <laughs> because i did i did custom pokemon plushies i made them stuffed animals out of the design oh. with stitch work through them and you remember the the tim burton movie Coraline? yeah they have Coraline button eyes that's awesome i love that so those well, are gonna be the stickers i sell at the event are that's awesome i mean you could probably do um you know, even parodies with because um, Neil Gaiman uh, is another attachment to Coraline. You could do a whole Sandman. I didn't like... realize he was. Yeah, he wrote Coraline. Oh, yeah. Tim Burton produced the movie. See, I knew but... the Tim Burton with it. Yeah. So you could still... go. Yeah, I, I still preferred Gaiman with Stardust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, Stardust is great. Yeah, it's a completely yeah, yeah. different book. Yep. Oh, he's got so many. He um he he has to be one of my favorite writers of all time. I yeah. really enjoy him a lot. Um cuz he for me he's romantic and eloquent and uh it is like experiencing a dream constantly when you're reading his books and it's Still really dark and confronting, but so good. Have you read Dean Koontz? No, and I've heard good things, though. There's a Stone Thomas, even though I've heard it's good. Look up his Frankenstein novels. Oh, okay, I will. Yeah, he's got a unique take on Frankenstein, where the monster actually uh, with Buddhist monks and learned philosophy. Oh, I love that. So I it's a unique, that. and it all takes place in New Orleans, too. It feels a lot like my own story. <laughs> he got his soul with lightning, so he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not dead." Yeah, it's, no, it's a unique take with it. Oh, There's I love five, it. He's got five books in that series, and I'm in that one. 
I'll have to check that out. Thank you for that. And hopefully the, um, the listeners will follow suit too. There's so much but, that this can produce, man, like of awesomeness. You have no idea you, how many depressions you might be pulling people out of right now. <laughs> now, you mentioned uh, questions why I wanted to get into tattooing. Yes. Yes. Thank you for pulling me back. Uh, the biggest reason I wanted to get into it is I've seen so much loss. I've seen people come in and pain and try to hide scars, and I want to do something that can get back. I want to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's the best way to do it. And, and in the shop, I've seen so many people come in with the scars from where they're ashamed, from where they tried to end their life before it up. Yeah. Well, that could be that could be your way of taking what that woman who wanted you to draw flowers and, and taking that your willingness to look at things that are very hard to look at and making something beautiful out of them and that's really cool that you're comfortable in that space and you've explored enough tragedy to really be good in that space and um bring somebody some some light so that's really cool i like that let's say that's the biggest reason why i came to it is i want to do something that can help people or something to just create something i want to out there yeah. Well, and honestly, that's why um, COVID was hard for me because I was deemed inessential. And that's yeah, why a friends I got, got shut down from it. Yeah. That's why I got very angry because I am the most essential in those times. And nobody ever came to my shop or to my seat looking for safety, they were looking to be healed. I was so essential. I got paid a minimum wage to work in, in the unit. Everybody was dying. Yeah, it's fucked up. Well, everybody, well, the nurses got a 10,000 bonus to pay raise and everything else. They're like, oh, you're going in there and doing all the same stuff, but you're getting 1250 an hour. That's messed up, man. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah. We'll give you a 3%. I get a dime. Thanks. <laughs> Right. You going to tip me something, bitches? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. If you work an uh, extra day a week, we'll give you an extra $5 an hour. I'm like, you're giving them $100 an hour and a $10,000 bonus. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. Like I said, COVID put me in a hole. No, I, it would. And I, I honestly, um, well, and I know, I know that tattooing is going to be magical for you. Um, I can only hope like my, my friend Cody keeps he doesn't see me have an issue pulling people in and actually making a living once I get started. Well, not only that, dude, but I, I just see you. I see you blossoming at, at Comic-Con. Honestly, like I think that that's going to be an amazing space for you. I, I want now that you're starting to really dip into your art, you're going to feel all of the different avenues that you can go with it. And I hope you you just dive into all of them. I know tattoos a focus, but you know, being uh, a, a partner in a tattoo studio, if that's the path that you guys end up going down, I mean, you might, you might choose a whole different station in that space that is really magical where you're still doing your art. It might not, it might not actually be tattooing for me. It's become talking a lot more than tattooing. <laughs> so there's one whole other goal to this convention too. Yeah. Yeah, um, you meet a bunch of cosplayers, and there's two big groups. You have the 501st Legion, uh -huh. the and then you have uh, the Mer uh, Mandalorian Mercenaries. They do a lot of charity. They're throughout all the states. They go to all these conventions for it. Well, Disney likes to hire people in there as scouts. Uh -huh. And if they go through and they'll scout Star Wars art and everything, they find something they think's good enough, you can get a, a, a Disney license to do Star Wars wow yeah yeah, and yeah if, I heard. if you get that there's a certain convention that you can only get into as if you have that license mm -hmm. a friend of mine um josh heckert has one yep i'm shooting for it so i'm going to be a lot of the art i'm going to make for flashes to sell there for prints mm -hmm. are going to be star wars related you should look at josh and and connect with him um he might be once you start getting up and going a good connection because he's he does have that license. He already is doing that. He does phenomenal. His is traditional. Traditional meets pop culture and Star Wars. And it's that's fantastic. one of the artists, the artist 
man who's supposed to go with me. That's his style too. Oh, right on. He might already know Josh. Um, because if they're already doing in similar veins, you might already know him. Um, my goal, cause you can get a license for art and a license for tattoo through Disney for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. And that's the thing is that then you can start, um, you know, making t-shirts, making spinoffs of all kind. Like you can, and you can advertise that you're yep. a shop with an exclusive. Yep. Well, and also so many people find such peace in that, that book. I mean, there's actually, I mean, I feel like it's a very spiritual, um, alternative to religion, um, star Wars. I mean, if I'm not being too nerdy, I think it is. I grew up with it, but and it's why it's why I pick on Harry Potter is a knockoff of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, in a way, well, a lot of the um, well, it's it's a classic story. You have a coming of age, you know, person who needs to seek out a mentor who has to go through trials. It's 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 the classic hero. If you've ever um, read, uh joseph campbell he wrote the book a hero with a thousand faces and what he was talking about is the psychology of a personal hero journey that we each go through in order to manifest who we are and what our purpose is in this world and it's a deep-rooted psychological analysis of story and um pretty much the classic tragedy where you have your hero you have their trials and inevitably they will die, but they will, they will shine some purpose into the world that was very necessary. And they go through these stages that is a hero's journey. And it is, um, but that's, that's, that's the whole, I mean, that's the Christ um, story too. Uh, of, unlike George Martin, where he, he makes a character you like him and he kills him for no reason. Well, so like really dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding peace with him. Um, I liked that aspect of his book because um, it was the same thing that I said to my friend, Nicole, which I was like, you know, you do realize what you got into, right? Like, that's what people say. They were like, everybody dies. And I was like, you do know everybody's gonna die, right? Like, yeah. like you do know that everyone that you love and care about is gonna die. I think that this is a really nice way to confront well, that fact. He, he did. <laughs> different way to think of it he does it because he writes the characters as people that piss him off and then he kills them off yeah um he seems that's like how a very... he interviewed he he said that in an interview it's like he uh someone on a football team because he lost his team lost a game so he wrote him after wearing that colored armor getting killed by a giant <laughs> he seems like that type of guy i'm trying to make peace with him as a person because he kind of pisses me off um uh, well, I'm mad favorite... that I read all those books and now he's not going to finish it, but I don't think he can anymore. I don't think he has the perspective no. to be able to anymore. No, because I read the books and then off with Jon Snow getting stabbed. And you're like, really? <laughs> I'm not well, watching the show. Fuck this. Yeah, I well, that and that's the thing is that like um, I the show ruined the development of my favorite character who had his own ruin. Yeah. Well, and there's all these other you know other characters that weren't even in the no, show and plot lines that that were left on like they never showed they never introduced me which i think would have creeped a lot of people out introduced which character the gray I'm lady a... yes i know that would have creeped so many people out and i'm like that would have been worth it it would have been if, worth if it thought the red wedding was rough see the gray lady they did make the red wedding i was surprised rougher on on the series than they did in the books because they brutally showed the execution of a pregnant woman, um, which didn't happen in the books, but uh, serve the purpose for the, the plot twist that they were offering, I suppose, because they, I think most people, their criticism of the series was that it, it was just ended so quickly and you can tell that it was ended quickly. Um, but I look at it that, you know, to, to offer this perspective, this is the one piece that I have about George R. R. Martin. I'm really mad at him for introducing me to such great plots and such great characters that I was very attached to. And that I read all those thousands of pages to get to just to have nothing happen afterwards. 
Right. But here's my piece. Maybe it will happen for you too. So I listened to a Joe Rogan interview of Chuck Palinchik, the guy who wrote choke and fight club and, um, that those, those books. And, um, I didn't know this, but he actually had a financial investor who embezzled a shit ton of his money and pretty much leveled him financially until he was able to challenge it. And, you know, he was, he caught the guy, but you know, that doesn't mean you get your money back right away. It means you have to fight in court to get your money back. And so Joe was interviewing him about that. And Joe was like, dude, aren't you, aren't you just mad? Like, aren't you like really mad about that? And Chuck was very chill. He was like, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm mad that, you know, somebody did that to me, but I'm going to win this case. I mean, it's a very cut, cut, you know, shortcut case. He's like, but I'm not as mad as you would think just simply because when you're really wealthy and you're really successful, there's nothing to write about. And he's like, I stopped writing, but the second I needed to write again to make my life happen, I started writing and he's like, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm writing again. It, It offered me a heat that I hadn't felt in a really long time. And I'm grateful for that. And it was a really neat thing to hear from someone like that. And I think that's honestly, I think that's what happened with George R. R. Martin is that when you've experienced that fame and your connection to people have changed, I don't think that he could really commit to the same viewpoint that he had when he was writing the books to begin with. already here my next book okay listeners I've got something to share with you that I'm already in love with I don't know about you but I'm a total book nerd I have so many books a lot I haven't read I admit there's just something about having bookshelves full of possibilities that calms my soul so when I attended the Bogota City Tattoo Fest this past August for the first time I was delighted to run into my friend Ina Vigilato we've actually had her on our show so go check that out Straight away, it was like God used Ina to guide me over to Black Dagger Books. There I met Travis Lawrence and Josh Rowan, the creators of this enterprise, and got hooked as soon as I saw their product. It's these beautiful little books just full of art, amazing art from amazing tattoo artists. From here, I'm just going to read what their site says. Black Dagger Books is an ongoing collection of artists defining modern tattooing, published monthly, one artist per book, one book per month. A subscription is $25 a month. You get inside of these beautiful books, these these custom stickers. Each one is filled with the most gorgeous artwork, and it always concentrates on these awesome tattoo artists. And I try to follow each one as soon as I as soon as I open the book. I'm just like, oh my God. So it's really worth it. Uh, do yourself a favor, go over to blackdaggerbooks.com or if you're on IG. Black Dagger Books, it's all one word, and check out their product. Uh, like I said, the subscription is awesome, and I'm really happy. Uh, this quells everything about, you know, the book nerd in you, the art collector. It also cures any guilt that you might have about having books just laying around because this gives back to the artist community. It's, it's a win-win. And just so everyone knows, I'm not being paid to shout these guys out. I just genuinely love their product. And also, I really love them. You know, the creators, Travis and Josh, were amazing. They were so kind to me. They gave me so much of their time at the Tattoo Festival. So if you ever have the chance to meet them, talk to them. They're great guys. I just can't say enough things. So do yourselves a really big favor. Go check it out. Thanks so much, listeners. Let's get back to our podcast. So I'm willing to forgive him. Yeah, that's kind of like Sam Smith, the singer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he went in depression, shot up with the songs because he didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, yep. I mean, you can't you can't force that kind of energy through you. It's either there, or it's not. And when it's not, it's not. And it, you know, that was the other thing that really pissed me off about COVID because people were like, "Just dance, monkey, dance. Just make art." And I was like. No, no, the fucking world is in panic mode right now, dude. I cannot 
I can't just be this fr- like frilly thing for you right now. I'm not just a fucking artist. I am a person with a brain, with a family, with, you know, a life with feelings. <laughs> I got lucky through the pandemic. The worst part of it with the shittiest gear possible. Never got COVID. I was one of the few and one of the only that never got it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm very happy for that. I actually think it, I think it's due to blood typing, but they killed that study. Mm-hmm. I, you might have a long lineage of people who are um, survivors of the Black Plague. Well, I'm a, I'm a rare blood type as it is, and that's why I was curious about the blood typing. Yeah, you should. I, I would. It sucks that they don't do that study anymore, but you're they probably canceled right. it a couple. They're like, yeah, certain blood types are susceptible to it, right? I'm like, really? Which ones? And they go, we don't know. We canceled. That, that's so useful now. I know, right? Fuck, that would have been great. <laughs> good for getting heart disease, but are we immune to the plagues? What the fuck? Right? <laughs> like less than 5% of the population in the world has my blood type. I'm like, really? Is it mm-hmm. good for anything? No, it attacks people's body like it's a virus. I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm a universal receiver, right? I can take blood from anybody. So I'm a vampire and my blood because my blood will poison other people. I'm like, that's awesome, right? No, no, it sucks. No, it sucks. <laughs> because that means you're, oh, you go donate blood. You're like, oh, you're rare. We, can we get more? Oh, I didn't want to come the first time. <laughs> well, if you keep getting tattooed, they at least in Maryland, they won't take it from you. Um, no, they, if- they cut me off from giving plasma now. Yeah. So- yeah. Yeah, but I'm a universal receiver, but when it comes to plasma, I'm a universal donor. Anybody could take my plasma. Mm. Very, very cool. I've never, I've never donated blood. I have never been since I started tattooing. Um, I've never been outside of a year in getting tattooed. I've always been. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. I yeah. was doing plasma before COVID because for money and it was a way to do it. And then I got a tattoo like, you got to wait a year. I'm like, well, shit, I can't remember when I got right like i just got these in may i'm like well fuck i'm at least waiting until may you had to finish them afterwards i don't know i gotta wait two years to be safe i'll get tattooed before then like yeah they they still with all of the um i mean i hate to be crude about it but with all the woke rhetoric do they still reject gay blood (laughs) nothing i know of um because that was something that i i heard was a rejection of especially with blue cross blue shield or not blue. Um, what is it? Um, uh, the, I've seen so many very flamboyant blue cross, people. Blue I don't think they care with um, red cross with America, with the red cross. That's what I meant. Um, me um, and the red cross don't see eye to eye to begin with. Well, that that's what I've learned from the red cross is that they won't take gay blood, which blood I was is like, blood. There's no difference. Well, not in their estimation, which I was like, of all things to fight for, you'd fight for your ability to donate blood, I think, (coughs) you know, like if you're going to be like, wow, this is very, this is very bigoted and very, very awful to uh, reject needed blood from people. Um, But hey, I it's it's not my fight. I just found that interesting. Yeah, my I'm the only member of my family with my blood type. Wow, that's interesting, man. That's what I say. AB positive is rare, and the AB negative more rare. Mm-hmm. Which is why it was unique that my mentor in the Navy was AB negative. Wow, that's cool, man. Very, very cool. Well, I can. We've we've been jamming for almost uh, two hours. Is there anything that we? I feel like we explored a lot of it. We went through a lot of random thing. Yeah, but I think it hit all the notes. I mean, you know, I always give people questions to ponder. Um, uh, I think we're to the point where next steps would be involved, though. You did talk about Comic-Con and mm-hmm. how you're doing that. Um, like I said, for any there has been, you know, our connections been a little off and on. So I'm going to ask that you just send me as many shout outs as you can to the people um, so that I can clearly list them under your episode and shout them out so that everybody can follow them and get credit for them. Cause if I have you list them off here, we might miss half their name. 
Which, to be fair, I haven't seen your picture move since like 10 minutes after we started. I know. I've been looking. My hair is probably completely dry now. My face is completely frozen. It's not a good look. Um, <laughs> I know. I've seen it. It's up there frozen. Um, which, you know, it is what it is. This is raw to refined. Um, I don't fucking know. But I do know that there's areas. I lived in Kentucky for a year. And um, there's areas in Kentucky, man, where where you're looking to get it lucky to get anything so <laughs> i know which is pay for my internet that better be good well i mean i don't know if it's a matter of money i don't know <laughs> but um nathan i really appreciate you man and i'm excited to see what's ahead for you i really think that um this is a dope podcast um i mean i know a lot more about you Ish. now I'm so um, I, I've got nothing to hide about anything. If anybody ever asked about my experiences, I've got nothing to hide behind. Well, and I hope that more people will reach out to you because you've now experienced so many things and you've trudged so many different types of waters in your experience. I mean, you know, you, you've been in the 33 Navy. year old. Yeah, yeah, I'm 33 years old and I feel like I'm 80. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, hopefully from here on out, you can. um you can be rewarded for all that you've invested and um, have an easier time and, and be kinder to your body, get more sleep, all of those things. I, I really hope for that for you. Sleep is overrated. What's sleep? <laughs> I work, I work night shift. What's the day? Well, I do know that if there is a, there is a heart heart issue at all, that sleep is super important for heart conditions. Um, so uh, killing sugary drinks, which I'm working on <laughs> slowly. Well, you, have, you have a killer heart, my friend. I, I feel the passion from you, even though I know that you feel like you've had to temper yourself. I, uh, I can't wait until you are unleashed and, and see you in your full rhythm because I know it's coming and it's going to be soon, but I'll spare you and Murphy um, back there and let you get back to your wonderful dog and day and household yeah, he, he just wants to get all, all up in my face again that's all it is yeah he's a baby <laughs> maybe found um, baby with no boundaries yeah well we all were there some you know one time in our lives <laughs> he'll, he'll learn but that's the beauty it, of dogs right it'd be amazing if he was more like the cat and just go sunbathe and come see me he just wanted something i know i know well I, I saw this awesome video um, and it was great. It said dogs are for people who want to be worshipped like gods. Cats are for people who are strong enough to have a being sit on their chest at five o'clock in the morning and ask for sacrifice. Well, she doesn't do that. <laughs> and then she'll be like, I'm in here. Use me as a pillow. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> she'll walk right over there, lay down next to my head so I can use her for a pillow. And you're a person who handles both. So yep. that's, that's, that's who you are. I'm fucked up. That's what I am. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? I think that's, that's a great way to wrap it. <laughs> I'm going to say any advice I can give other people is probably from a favorite author that I got to meet, Jim Butcher. And that's your worst critic is yourself. Yep. If you keep pushing yourself forward and don't let, don't those opinions get you down. If I'd listened to the first person who told me I sucked or I didn't have to wouldn't be getting anywhere it's very true i love that advice thank you like i keep down but like i said every roadblock i'm like yep it's not a if i get become a tattoo artist so when let this stop me yep no absolutely and as a tattoo artist let me tell you um it doesn't stop there um it's once you hit that 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 goal you'll you'll hit another you'll hit another period where you have to reassess like this and you're already so vetted in that kind of transition that I know that you'll hit it a lot more gracefully than I have. And um, if you get it, anybody gets a chance to go to a paradise retreat, I highly recommend it. Yes. It's happening next, next October, right? I have no idea. I haven't heard anything about it since the app went down and they went. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another note. Guy Atchison is definitely somebody to check out. Um, whether it's, yeah, he, they now have redefined the app to be more of, I think, an interactive, um, learning space rather than an online community. Um, so it's, it's definitely online community though. Yeah. I 
Oh, I, I, I'm sad because I think that that was a great. That's um, how I got the network with a lot yeah. of people originally. Now, I, I, like I, Jason, him at the convention, I can't get in touch with him now. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have his Instagram or anything. Yep. Well, I mean, like you said, um, if you, I would keep going because never is that event bad for me. It has never been bad. It has always been. There's always amazing people to meet there. The connections from that event. So, yes, definitely check out it. And I do believe from what I heard from Gabe, it is happening next October, the 20 in the 23. Because I've got a, I've got like three or four local artists here that after I'm like, yeah, we want to go now. Hell yeah, dude. That way you can roll up That's with your a, own fucking crew. <laughs> I've got people that want to go after I went last year. They're like, he's not even a tattoo artist. And he want to go. Yeah. And yeah. I was excited. It was great. Yep. And I can be awkward. I'd be like, Hey, hi, I don't know you. Rico is your foil. <laughs> Rico balanced for you. I know, right? As soon as I introduce, who are you? And he goes, "Hey, what's up?" I'm like, "All right, cool." Yep, yeah. He's that's that's why that's why I love him, man. Like he is my balance. He is he is so great for me. Um, yeah, and he's he's the funny. He's the funny. I wish he could have been here with us, but he had to un- unfortunately work today. His family booked a uh, a normal family vacation in Conowingo uh, to it was it Conowingo? No in um shoot pulaski new york pulaski to do salmon fishing and um rico wasn't going to go this year anyway but he thought it was going to be next weekend so he had planned to come uh, but he's sorry he missed you um he says hi and well, i know uh, he offered to go hunting if i ever make it yeah oh dude he's still down for that um and i know i still got to plan a tattoo at some point yeah dude it's all gonna happen it's all gonna happen a rib for you yes yes i fell asleep on my other rib when it was done i i i think we're going to be able to do the same thing um though i think that given what i know to be your work schedule that's probably just a matter of sheer exhaustion than it is <laughs> the pain well, to be fair a lot of the artists here are like when do you get off seven in the morning we'll set you up for 10 in the morning but fuck you great thank you so i gotta stay up for three hours and when i go and they're like you ready i'm like yep and the table you're just like fucking pass out man <laughs> my entire back got tattooed face down on the table wow well good on you man you're a lot more covered than me it sounds like <laughs> my back my chest my legs well i've got partial sleeves on my i designed one i haven't designed the other and i have no idea what's going with the other one yet you're going to go crazy once you're finally a tattoo artist and you don't have to worry about keeping the boundaries of your, your clothes anymore. Oh, shit. John Michael, the guy that referred me, he's got tattoos all the way down his arms, his hands, and his neck. He just yep. had a biomech on his neck. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that, like, right now, it it's a wise move. I do recommend anybody that, you know, is in a transitional period of their professions not go crazy with yeah. tattoos until you're really, really secure. But um i think it's wise to not do that until you're really at home with where you're going i've told every artist here when they've asked me what i'm getting on my arms to go i'm a t- licensed artist mm-hmm. you know, every, i've had so many like do you even have a tattoo you don't have any idea <laughs> yeah i got tired of hearing that so i i just went right for my neck and my chest so i was like you know what fuck all y'all i have more tattoos than all of you you wouldn't know but I'm, I'm tired of being, lie. yeah. My most tender one was probably my. Ch- oh, chest is sucks. Because the artist was like, you know what? I'm gonna go right through the nipple. I go the fuck. Are. <laughs> I have a leather bound book in my hand. The fuck you are. <laughs> I did with Rico. I totally did. <laughs> well, he's only hurt for a minute. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we ain't doing it. We're going around the damn thing. You might, you might, you might do it later. You never know. Oh no, that that's that was my most tender tat. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. We get we get weird. Like it, you. It's amazing. <laughs> I even got the back. Right. I got the knee or the back of my knee done too. I've done that my, one too. My chest that's was worse. Yeah. Uh, mine was like right near my. It's not the collarbone. It's the connection of your neck to your collarbone. That was the worst. Yeah, I've got a I've got a dragon across my shoulder under the collarbone. Nice. This is this is above the collarbone in that clavicle area. Oh. Like that that sucks because I have I have a very um, prominent 
decollete area and um, my bones stick out, but it wasn't the bone itself. It was the ditch where that, that skin's real thin. Holy Jesus. You're talking about right in the center? No, it's, it's, it's to the side. Um, The center, do I have the center? I think I do, but I don't, that one wasn't as bad. No, it's like, uh, it's hard to explain, but it's like right above your uh, collarbone. And it's, I, I believe any connected area for me is the worst. Like any foldy place for me has been the worst. Uh, knee ditches, armpits, um, getting no, close to the armpits. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to get my armpit done. That's probably the only spot I had swollen up was the side of my arm. I have mine. I have to get it finished, but um, uh, it's, you know, you just do it in phases. You don't, you yeah. know. One, one of the artists around here did do pit tattoo though i wouldn't do it but he did <laughs> he did edward scissor yeah the guy has a heart and sleeve and he had one little spot left going up into the armpit so the artist was like you know, edward scissor hands hands cutting a t-rex into the bush of your arm oh my god that's hilarious and he tattooed a t-rex uh bush into the armpit that is a fun human right there so goes out and covers up the bush you got edward scissor hands scissors right there hilarious <laughs> i'm like that's a cool concept i go i couldn't have, i wouldn't come up with it but i was like i appreciate it <laughs> i love clients that are down for that kind of journey they're the best they're so fucking fun i'm not funny enough for them because i usually get the serious people but i enjoy i definitely enjoy being around people who just are that fun man that just don't take life that seriously uh, i spend my i spend my days off with clients and the artists like if i see the clients uncomfortable i'll start picking up picking on the artist and i'll be like what why did you put pink where that blue's at and he's like the fuck and the client just starts laughing and go okay cool <laughs> like yeah I'll, I'll you start already got the mentor the in you <laughs> there and go back and forth between the clients and the artists like i'm like you do know he's he likes doing this badger not a bear right he goes huh <laughs> <laughs> until the artist gets a line a perfect line they'll go dude that's crooked as fuck he's like the clients are sitting there like yeah this is cool that is awesome well you're gonna be you're gonna be a fun mentor once you get to that place <laughs> apparently i'm the only one that gets my friend Co sit there and stop and look at his tattoo and be like fuck you man i'm like yeah i got you good without meaning to oh that's awesome <laughs> like the other day i looked at him and go, serious question i'm not joking he goes huh yeah, is that supposed to be a fucking sun? He goes, I like how you said you're serious this time. I go, no, seriously, it's a cloud. Why it off? He goes, is that a sun? I'm not joking this time. He goes, no, it's supposed to be round the cloud. You continue with the line out. Why do you round it off in a circle? And he's just like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> and then I came in yesterday and he goes, hey, and I did because he did that lion facing the cross. I go, um, is the lion supposed to have Down syndrome? Oh, oh fuck man. you. <laughs> You're terrible. You're so terrible. The clients like me because I had one client who's in there with their mom, and her mom just, I like the fact you're here. You're, you're very, I'm like, see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it brings levity. You know, everybody takes things so seriously that I describe myself as the equal opportunity asshole. I'll pick on both sides. I like it. I love that. I might even call, I might even call that the episode name, at least one of them. Well, I, say, I, I call myself an equal opportunity actually everybody the same way if i'm picking on one person you're not safe i'm gonna go at you too no that's the way it should be man that's that's kind of my premise um that's that's my premise i uh same I just try I to I, I just try to be more respectful about how i say it so i don't offend I mean, like you know, a, any word that can be construed as racist without intent avoid which is hard because there's a lot of times I didn't realize things could come across that way. Well, people are trying to make more things racist right now. That's, that's what, that's that's what that I said happening. earlier that I go, if you see a, I'm trying to restructure the sentence in my head because <laughs> Look, I've gotten in trouble so many uh, meaning to, because I didn't realize a word had changed. It is not your job to tiptoe around somebody else's pain. Um, in the I'm hospital sorry. it is or else hr gets involved and then you don't have a job no more well i mean that's that's a different context but um, the tattoo sort of shop i'm like this yep. person's got to try to take their trauma into account and try to avoid that like if yeah, i know no. 
a history of rape, I'm not going to bring up anything that could even brush across that topic. Oh yeah. You're, you're considerate. That's, that's all you have to be is considerate though. I will say this. Um, you, you can't, you can't tiptoe around on eggshells to do anything that's really worth anything in this world. You just can't. Um, I don't recommend it and I don't think it's something worth doing. Um, yes. Do you, everybody, does everybody deserve a safe space? Uh, especially if that's what they're seeking for sure. But um, that's equal. That's a 50, 50 road. Everybody's got to be equal in that. And nobody gets the, 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 the ability to say that you have to bow to their pain um now my goal is not necessarily to walk on eggshells it's to try as comfortable as possible i'm joking with them oh yeah no i i hear you entirely there's just certain battles you don't pick and i get that um i i don't try to look for battles either i want to connect if I decide to pick fun. the battle i'm gonna go all out oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh no me too i do do that too <laughs> like if i go all out it's, it's bad well if you listen to my episode you're you'll You'll hear how intense it gets with me. <laughs> yeah, if, if I, uh, you'll have another podcast of my experience in the psych unit. I would love that. Uh, I want to meet. I want to meet patient. many times. Um, perhaps we can do a podcast at Paradise next year. If I know more about it in advance to get it off, because I'll yeah. have to talk to these artists to see if we can up and possibly get a room that doesn't smell like mildew. You will. You will. That that room last year smelled like mildew the entire time. Well, you won't this like next year because uh, is it the same place or different place? It's the same. Oh, I I think it's the same place, but they have different rooms. The room that I stayed in, everybody was corralling in our room. Um, people that didn't stay there, that didn't own it, they would come to our room just because it was so dope. It was like a mini condo. Where so if you do that? roll up, yeah, with more people, you'll get higher higher accommodations. That's it. It wasn't bad. It's just the hallway was so bad, like they bleached it before, so it smelled like mildew the entire. Mildew is not something to sit in. It's very bad for your health. So I understand not wanting to do that. But I also understand the the constraints of of hotels in that area. They did they were understaffed grossly because of COVID, and they and this was right after yeah. the pandemic. Yep, it was the first thing. It was the smallest. So I I would estimate that next year is going to be a lot more epic um, because it's just going to it's going to be able to be that way. And but you no, know. If you- Info about it. Just shoot me a message, and I could talk to the people around here to try to get more of us up there. Hell yeah, I will. Absolutely. That way, I'm not the awkward guy walking around, and be like, I remember you from a maybe. You weren't awkward. You were awesome. Um, I just wish I could have given you more of my time and attention. I was being grabbed at oh, every I moment. I got your. I got some art from you, and that was worth it. Yeah, I got art from you. I still have it. It's awesome. I can if say I'm correct, I knew it was you like when. my Pennywise and. Yeah. Yeah. I can say I knew him when, <laughs> when he was figuring out what the hell he, dude, my, my, one of my best friends has a painting that I, I, if I, if I could, I'd burn it, but she is, she will not let it go. And it's her prized possession. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it alone, but it's awful. You've described so that I, one before too. Oh my God. It's awful. But yeah. Yeah. It, you know, just like you said, one of your first tattoos was on your mom too. No, it was, um, no, my mom's not tattooed. Oh, it was yeah, you um, said one of your first tattoos was bad and she's like nah it's that you're thinking of Laura Jade that was a seminar that I I sat in with her um that is her story and yeah mm. her first tattoo on her mom is no longer alive anymore it was very bad and um yeah but you know we all have that um fortunately for me in tattoo land that hasn't been that much but the way that you get through it is you just promise yourself that you always do your best. And I, I see that in you. Um, you're always trying and I, I love you for it. I think it's amazing. And I think you're going to bring about some incredible things in this world. Now, because we are in that tattooing self on Facebook, mm-hmm. I've got nothing against self-taught artists. I almost went that route myself. I've taught so many things to myself, but because this is involving putting needle to skin, I do not learning bad habits. Yes. I agree. That is the only reason I have not gone around. Well, the I'm at a, I I will admit here, uh, and this is good to go out um, as, as we're wrapping. um, I'm, I'm very conflicted about that, that group and that page. And I've tried to address it a couple of times. I know you've seen 
Because I don't I saw like... one of your posts where they they picture out there without context, and I read your comment, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's starting to get the book. Yeah. Well, and and I um I didn't give him any more of my energy after that. Um, because for me, the grace that he didn't get his ass shoot out by anybody else there is enough. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to waste my time on somebody who comes on there and just, just posts nonsense for no reason. And then sits there and defends what like defends themselves. I'm like, no, um, I, I'm not interested in your self-defense. This is not a place where you should be defensive. Um, You're supposed to be able to grow. You have to be accepting of critique. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. And if you can't see it that way um, and adjust, then I'm not giving you anymore. So we'll, we'll see with him. We'll see what happens. But I said what I had to say and we'll just see what happens with him. But I'm not going to improve uh, approve of any more of his posts. If he comes the same way again, I, I will just kick him out of the group. Um, yeah. but we'll see. I'm a sketch artist myself. So like I said, I've got nothing against self-taught artists. It's just the tattooing me on the fence because bad habits are easy to pick up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I know all pathogen. I know all about needles and everything, but I'm still like, I don't want to risk a bad habit. Yep. Yeah. The last thing I, I want to do is injure somebody unintentionally. Yep. Well, I mean, look, I, I have, I'll say this. I have nothing against, um, I have nothing against following a path that, you know, you need to follow. What I have something against is what you're suggesting is that it's not just bad habits, but it is risking other people's lives and, 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 shitting on the gift that you're being given um to really really help somebody and really really make a uh good mark on someone you're squandering it and you're it's karmic man you're really 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 i mean i mean it in in not even just a it's awful on a like scratcher level or anything or as a tattoo but it's really bad for a soul it's really bad for a human soul to do that um, because the penance is going to be bad. It's going to be really, and and it's like your sister, it's going to be a roadblock that you're not going to be able to get past really easily. And it breaks my heart because you're just not going to, you're not going to advance like you want to. And, and you're just wailing against yourself and you're not even, you don't even know how you're doing it. And it's sad, but I can't, that's why I didn't comment. I, I can't fix that. <laughs> I can't fix that. That's something that I'm going to leave to God and pray. You're for still him. talking about him or was that targeting me? I'm just sitting here like, Ooh, no. I'm like it's when everyone. did I get targeted? I'm like, what happened? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you can take it as personally as you need to. <laughs> I was just sitting here listening. I'm like, okay, okay. And then you go with like, your sister's a roadblock. You can't pass. <laughs> well, you said that. I didn't. <laughs> I know. I'm like, shots fired. Wow. Okay. No, you're, you're going to do it and, and you're going to help her. I know. Um, if you can't mentor under her, then she will probably come around to you when it's her time. And that will be a wonderful thing. I think don't, you know, obviously you've never met my. Nope. Nope. That's one of those. uh, (laughs) Let's see how that goes. We we can all pray. I I say when you're in moments like that, like I, like I'm talking about with this dude, uh, when, when you can't control it, I think it's time to sit still and and ask god for some assistance um or whatever whatever higher power you can you can muster to just pray for something to happen to you know bring them out of it because i don't want people to stay in that state it's awful uh any self-taught artists around here that don't follow the proper safety things and people get infections oh yeah yeah they might be getting more than that um yeah but that doesn't have to be your story. And you know what? Here's, here's my piece with that. Uh, and this is also good to put out. You don't know what people deserve. So at the same time, whilst I believe that you are squandering a gift as a tattoo artist and you're, you're invoking bad karma, 
The other thing of that is that I don't know what kind of tool you're being used as to bring about the karma of somebody else. Perhaps they have earned a shitty mark. Perhaps they have done such awful things in their life that what you have just done to them has marked them as they well deserve. And that is my piece. Um, you know, that's the way I can let shit like that go and not, not make it my business. Um, because it's not my business and it doesn't have to be my story. Uh, I have my story. I have my road. I have the things that I can do. I'm not about that. I'm going to coach people within what I know is right. And if they don't want to listen, they don't want to listen and I got to let it go. That's it. Um, the rest is up to a higher force than me. And I'm willing to humble myself enough to that, to realize that that's not for me to do. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> I never thought of the karma angle for it. Yeah. Most people don't, you know, because you're responsible and because you do care and you want, yeah. I mean, like you said, the reason why you got into tattooing is because you want to heal people. You want to bring them out of things that are dark and, and really give them, and you accept a very, very high station of responsibility. And well, so it it's a different way of service. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. My family's got a long history of service. Yep. Absolutely. So, so it, it's hard to think of it in that kind of way, but I have, that's how I think about it to have peace. Um, because I can't control what I can't control, you know, like I just can't. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill myself and squander these gifts that I have to really do amazing things with people, wasting my time, indulging delinquency and people who are just never going to get it. Um, I struggle with codependency and that's something that I've learned is that you don't, you don't waste your time. Because it is, it's a waste of your time and you're enabling them and they're never going to learn until they hit a certain wall. So I'm just going to let them hit it. <laughs> I'm going to let them hit it. I'm going to let everybody hit it. So, uh, Nathan, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap with us. Um, I have to pee. I'm going to be real. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so you have a great day, my friend. And, um, I will be getting in touch with you when this goes out live. Um, is there any closing remarks? I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you wrap it. All I can say is if somebody that's still trying to get in is just don't be afraid to go out to new things. If I never went to Paradise Resort, I probably wouldn't be as far as I am now trying to get in. That's awesome. Well, thank you. And uh, an added shout out to Paradise and Guy Atchison and all the beautiful people that make that that available to the world. It's a gift. And I recommend everybody do that. Thank you, Nathan. You're wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good rest of your day, man. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We, we look, look forward, forward to hearing, hearing from, from our, our listeners. listeners.